Hello everyone and welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night. Thank you for joining the show. Thank you for choosing to listen to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm excited about this one. This is a fun weekend ahead of us. I know it's only Wednesday, but we are already thinking about that Cowboys-Cardinals game on Sunday, 3.25 p.m. Central Time. Seems like the true primetime game of the week, by the way, because I believe that even though the Vikings-Packers game might be a little bit exciting, it doesn't have that strong feel like the Cowboys and the Cardinals game does. So we'll talk about it. We'll talk about one battle that will define the game versus the Cardinals. We'll also get into my one top worry versus the Cardinals. What is one thing that worries me about this game? We'll close the show taking a look at Michael Parsons as the front runner because he's officially the front runner for Defensive Player of the Year. And we'll close it out as every Wednesday night with one cool thing. We always do this every week, one personal professional thing that you guys want to share, one cool thing every Wednesday night here on Primetime. Thank you for being here. Thank you to Beryl Keeler saying the excitement and thrill of it all reminds me of 1975 and 1991. That really tells you a lot about where the Cowboys have put in have put our hopes, excuse me. JC, now what is up? Thank you for joining the show. Also, what is up, Chuck, over at Facebook. Burner account, enjoy your vacation, man. Enjoy your vacation wherever you are. Hope you're having a blast with your family, with your loved ones. Uh, make sure you enjoy it. Stevie Mac, thank you for joining. As always, reminding people to hit the like button, share the show. If you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, and you enjoy the show, Hit that like button for us, smash that thumbs up button, and it really helps us put this show in front of more Cowboys fans, and it really helps us have a more pleasant experience here on ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. What is up, Dallas Junk? What is up, Kimi? Uh, Mario Red Facebook, Cuatro Nueve, saying Cowboys seem to choke with good teams. Don't see them going to the Super Bowl, but still a good team. And I understand where this concern comes from. And I've actually, you know, taken a look at it because it is an interesting take, right? So usually when, when the Cowboys or any team in the NFL loses versus a winning team, we'll get a lot of comments like this one. And it is fair maybe to, to look at it that way, but always keep in mind that losing to winning teams in the NFL is Honestly, not that bad. And more importantly, and this is the key thing here, it is not truly a predictor of how a team will perform in the playoffs. And the Cowboys are three and three right now versus winning teams this season. Take a look at the Rams. They're three and four. Uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks have lost some games against winning teams and against losing teams. So I, I, I wouldn't say that yet. And definitely... What has happened before, like in previous seasons, in previous years, really doesn't matter, I believe, when we're looking at the 2021 Dallas Cowboys. So it's an interesting take, but I think that mo most of the time, it's just kind of ghosts of the past hunting us, right? Mario Carpintero watching us from Baja California, Sur, Mexico, actually. Mario, thank you for joining the show. I appreciate you. Uh, good evening to Kenneth Fraser. Burner account saying, Miss Jabril. Uh, we have Dallas Junk saying, shout out to Dan Queen 
for rejecting the Jaguars. So in case you missed it, Adam Schefter reported that Dan Quinn was not going to interview for the Jacksonville Jaguars job in this two-week period that the coaches are given to interview with teams that have vacancies at their head coaching positions. The Jaguars requested an interview with Kellen Moore and with Dan Quinn. Quinn apparently turned it down. For the time being, this does not mean that he will not take it once the regular season is over, but still tells you a lot about where Quinn's mindset is at, and he is right now just locked into the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, and trying to, uh, you know, really, really get this regular season closed in tremendous fashion. Hopefully that is the case. Jessica says, any news if Kellen Moore is going to interview? I haven't seen anything which I would assume likely means that he is going to take the interview. But keep in mind, this makes a lot of sense for Kellen Moore. Dan Quinn has the interview experience. Dan Quinn has been through this process before, right? So with Kellen, though, if he's if he does take that interview with the Jacks, if he ends up taking it in this two-week period, that is different for him, in my opinion, because every tidbit of experience helps him out as a young offensive coach. So if he ends up taking it, I have not seen anything on him not doing so. I, will, I would fully understand it, and I really wouldn't see it as a bad, bad sign for, for the Cowboys at all. Anyways, guys, let's keep the clip intro since most of you guys are already here. Uh, so let's start the show officially right now. Welcome to ADC Sports Dallas Primetime. I'm Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central, here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way throughout the rest of the season, and now, the playoffs, the Cowboys not only have the playoffs berth clinched, they also are NFC East champions. So hit the like button for that. Let's celebrate together. And uh, yeah, check out adcsports.com slash Dallas. That will be uh, exciting to cover the playoffs for you guys here in the show and also in the site adcsports.com slash Dallas. So tonight, I wanted to talk to you guys about, of course, the Cardinals game and one battle that I believe will define this matchup versus the Cardinals. Now, this is the battle that I'm talking about, the adjustments battle. And I know what most of you or some of you might think right off the bat. Well, duh, Mo, of course, the adjustments will matter a lot of this game. But let me dive into this and, and, and let me share with you my thoughts on it. Right now, the Cowboys have been famously good at adjusting throughout the entire season. They have adjusted to absences, both on offense and defense. Even through this lump, there were, although the offense was not really working the way that the Cowboys wanted it to work, the Cowboys were still showing some interesting adjustments on defense. And even when they were struggling, the Cowboys were winning some way somehow. The Cardinals, on the other hand, we have, be, we have been seeing them struggle in terms of adjusting. And I will show you some examples on this. Uh, mainly, it has been about not having DeAndre Hopkins, their number one wide receiver. If you guys have seen the Cardinals offense up close this season, you will notice that the Cardinals were throwing the football to DeAndre Hopkins a lot. And this is just understandable, of course. In stop routes, contested routes, uh, Hopkins was getting the ball. 
Christian Kirk was shining in the slot. Since Hopkins' injury, though, they pushed Kirk outside. And here's the problem. The Cardinals are doing more or less the same stuff without Hopkins than they were with Hopkins. And as you guys know, that is, of course, a problem. And they have not been able to adjust to that at all. Versus the Lions. Perfect example of a bad game for Arizona and something that the Cowboys might be able to replicate in this game. The Lions were all out pressuring Kyler Murray. They were turning the heat on. We know that the Cowboys defense, although they have found the way to bring the pressure, they're one of the best teams in terms of pressure rate in 2021 In uh, after 16 weeks of the season. We're close to the end and they're top 10 in the NFL in terms of pressure rate. But they are not really a blitz-heavy kind of football team. I'm wondering if they turn towards a more aggressive approach versus this Cardinals team. Because the Lions showed Arizona a lot of zero looks, you know, all-out pressure, no safety help on the backfield. And they were very efficient with it. In third down, 47% of the snaps, the Lions turned up the heat. And I think that the fact that the Cardinals were not able to adjust to that throughout the entire game really points out towards a mismatch in terms of coaching in this matchup. And I think that is something that the Cowboys could win. And then finally, I have one example here that I want to share with you, and I love this. The Cardinals run a lot of mesh. And if you guys are not familiar with that term, basically it looks a little bit like this. I'll describe it for the podcast audience as well. Remember that. Although Primetime airs on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook Live, you can also find the episodes after they're streamed on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you find your podcasts. I, I wanted to let you know about that in case you ever miss the shows live and you want to share the audio version and you want to listen to the audio version, you can find the podcast as well. So the drawing sucks. I'm sorry. I don't have a steady hand even less so when I'm doing it on the computer. But the mesh route is kind of this shallow crosses, crossing routes, uh, underneath routes that offenses might look towards when facing man coverage, when facing zone coverage. It works against a lot of defenses. And this is a go-to for Arizona. But lately, what we have been seeing since that, since that Lions game, actually, and this screenshot is from the Colts game, but we have been seeing defenses mug up their linebackers right above the center and the guards and the A-gaps. They put these two linebackers that are showing maybe pressure, but that they can drop in coverage and take those mesh routes away. And this is what it would look like once the play is going. And you can see that number 45, he was in the line of scrimmage, drops back into coverage, and really Kyler cannot fit that ball into any of those two receivers that are crossing, right? So you would assume... And I heard about this on an NFL show after the Lions game. But you go back and you look at the Colts game and you see more of it. And that is not the only example from that game. So it really just builds up on what the Cardinals offense, the way that they have been struggling, maybe has a lot to do with the fact that they haven't really changed things up. And maybe defenses in the NFL have already caught up. This is only a one example out of things that you can point, pinpoint out of the Cardinals offense, but you guys have seen this Cowboys team up close. And I think that most of you would agree, agree that it is more likely that the Cowboys are able to win the adjustment battle than the Cardinals. 
against a coaching staff that has been aggressively adjusting throughout the entire season. Think about that Cowboys offense. Early in the season, they were facing different defenses and they were hitting them just about everywhere. And that was pretty cool to watch. I don't think that we have been seeing that with Arizona. Uh, what is up, Joey? Thank you for joining the show over at Facebook. Dallas Junk saying, yeah, we should play a little more Tampa to this game on defense. And it is so insane that the Cowboys can actually play Tampa 2 with Michael Parsons. Parsons is just amazing. And there's not really much else we can mention about Michael Parsons. But I will say this because I was thinking about this as I was watching the old 22 tape. The thing that impresses me about Micah as well is his play speed. And I'm not talking about, I'm not even talking about him rushing the passer off the edge or maybe him timing the snap perfectly like he did versus Washington uh, and has done throughout the entire season as well. And not only him in coverage in plays like Tampa 2, like Dallas Young mentioned, but even when he's just dropping to his zone, seemingly in a casual way, Micah is moving fast. Like, he's, he, it looks effortless, maybe, but even when he's gaining depth, when he's dropping back, it looks so effortless, yet it is, he is going so fast, and it's so impressive to me. Uh, Tommy says, the Cards offense doesn't score me as long as Murray is kept, doesn't scare me, excuse, excuse me, as long as Murray is kept in the pocket. Most of his interceptions come from the pocket. It's when he gets loose that he makes things happen. And Kyler can be electric. I agree with Tommy when he gets out of the pocket. And it's been interesting to see that when he is in the pocket, he can drop back about 10 steps sometimes. And it's weird, but it is kind of his game as well. He kind of plays a lot of backyard football with Cliff Kingsbury's offense. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because he can actually make it work. And I'm seeing people in the chat talking in Spanish. Barrel Killer saying, uh, Dario was saying, como estas? Uh, Barrel Killer says, bien Dario y tú, and then más o menos, which is more or less. <laughs> I appreciate you guys. Chain uh, Carter, what is up? ADC Sports Dallas writer. He says, I don't know if Jordan Lewis can play this week, but if Kelvin Joseph plays, plays well again, we need to have that conversation. And Chain, actually, in case you missed out, we talked about this last night, in case you want to check it out as well. We talked about whether or not Kelvin Joseph deserved a shot at starting at outside cornerback uh, this season. The conclusion was that maybe no, but that his snaps need to increase quickly, right? We'll see if Jordan Lewis can go. Hopefully, he, he's ready to go. Uh, Tyron Smith, by the way, as you have seen in social media, as you have seen from Sky's talk with Brian Broaddus from 105.3 Defend, it is all pointing towards Tyron Smith to be back on this game, which will be huge for the Dallas Cowboys. Hopefully, he is able to come back. The first question of the show from me to you guys is, which Cardinals unit worries you the most versus the Cowboys? Is it the offense with Kyler Murray and the way that he can be electric and just break out big runs like he did last Saturday versus the Colts? Or is it the defense coached by Vance Joseph with playmakers like Buda Baker, maybe, or like the linebackers that they have, the defensive tackles that they have? Even though they're banged up in the secondary, this Cardinals defense can still be a little bit scary. And Robert Mays from The Athletic not that long ago 
published an article about the way that they communicate. And it's really an interesting unit. And I love a quote. Ah, I'm, I'm going to try and find it real quick because this quote by Vance Joseph was pretty amazing and it stuck with me. Let me see if I can quickly find it here on The Athletic because so Vance Joseph was talking about their achievements on defense and they were talking about the way that they're able to communicate and how it's different maybe from other defenses because now Vance Joseph got time in, in Cardinal, something that he didn't get when he was with the Denver Broncos. And that, that's been interesting to see. So I have the article right here. So he's talking about how in the first year, you're kind of implementing the ideas. Second year, it's kind of more natural for all of the defensive players. But then he talks about that third year. And that's the one quote that stuck with me from this Robert Mays article from The Athletic. So he says, mm, I'm so close to it. I'm so close to, to finding this. Uh, ah. So he's talking about, sorry, I, I'm trying to find this quote real quick. Uh, the adjustments over 15 years, little intricate things. This is bad radio, as someone would call it. Let me see if I can, if I can find it later. The point here was that at some point, the players are able to adjust without the help of the coaches, right? And maybe the safety and the cornerback need to switch responsibilities and they can do it on the field, even if it's not a defensive rule that they have. And that is the level of communication that you can find in the Cardinals. So let's see. The question was, which Cardinals unit worries you the most uh, from the Cardinals? Is it, is it the offense or the defense? Most people are answering offense. Stevie Max is offense. Barry carries his defense. Joey Bella goes with the offense. Jessica on Facebook says offense as well. I will say defense. And the reason why is what I'm talking about with Vance Joseph and the communication side of things. And even though they're banked up at cornerback, they still have two very good safeties, a strong core of linebackers, which maybe has raised some controversy on the, uh, since they're not playing saving Collins, they're rookie a lot, but they're not playing Collins because they have more veteran linebackers that are doing a good job as well. So I will say the defense, this is low key one of the best defenses in terms of efficiency. They're actually top five versus the run, which will be interesting to see versus a Cowboys team that is trying to find its run game again. And they did, they have done so for the last couple of weeks. But I'm going to say the defense more than anything because the offense is still figuring things out, I believe, without DeAndrew Hopkins. And I think that they're not there yet. And I believe that their concerns are real. They haven't gone 0-3 just because they're in a slump. I think it's really a downwards trend for the Cardinals in terms of the way that they haven't been able to adjust at all. They might be able to look way better now that they have their center back because Max Garcia, who is actually their right guard, had slid over to center and he was struggling. He was botching snaps. He was busting plays and it was not pretty to watch. But now they're set to get Hudson back from the COVID-19 list. So that should really help a, a Cardinals team that with Hudson at center have gone 8-2 and two this season. Most of their losses have come without their starting center. 
Uh, Tommy says, I hope that they sent Buddha when years when ah, when they blitz the defensive backs that flourishes. Oh, all right. Yeah, when they sent the, the defensive backs versus the Cowboys, Dak flourishes. Hopefully that is the case. Arizona's defense carries me the most, says Ron Reed on YouTube, but I think we will move the ball pretty well. Hopefully that is able to happen. That's why I said offense, because of their centers is Joey Vela. That is fair, definitely. Barry Carey says the Cowboys have to focus on Zach Ertz too. He has had a lot of success in his days with Philly against us. And if you take a look at the Cardinals game versus the Colts, Zach Ertz was having a lot of early success in that game. So I 100% agree with Barry. Here's the one thing that worries me the most about this game. And this might be ironic because I know I just said the defense. But the one thing that truly worries me about this game is that The defense for the Cowboys, you guys know it. Guys are flying around. They are physical. But you see a lot of speed on this Cowboys team, especially with Michael Parsons. I don't think that you see a lot of speed, though, from Keanu Neal and from Leighton Vanderish. And I got to tell you, the Cardinal speed from their running backs, their running concepts, their concepts in the running game, they're based a lot on speed and with Kyler Murray. I am a little bit concerned about that versus the Cowboys linebackers not named Micah Parsons. I know that Micah is basically the fastest player on the field against whichever offense that you pick. Maybe the one exception is the Chiefs with Tyreek Hill and Michael Hardman and things like that. But uh, on this game, I'm worried that the linebackers might be in a bit of a mismatch against these offense for the Cardinals. Not Micah, but Banderich, Keanu Neal. That speed matchup will be quite interesting to see. Jessica says, Murray is 8-0 at AT&T Stadium in his entire football career. Always a fun tidbit of trivia. So I think this is an important game and a must win for the Cowboys. He's 8-0 at AT&T Stadium and he is something like 51-0, I believe, in the state of Texas. And that is also kind of an insane stat. Sean says, if Bosman keeps playing well, uh, sucks that he got hurt early and it, and hasn't got any chance to play much, or he might be started by now. But all you can do is see how it goes, and if he keeps balling, uh, let him play outside. Calvin Joseph deserves more playing time. That is definitely the case. I don't think that, you know, it is time to start the controversy versus, the controversy versus Anthony Brown. Maybe in terms of starting... But Kelvin, we talked about it last night. I'll sum it up really quick. He had 11 snaps, no, 14 snaps before week before week 16 versus Washington. Only 14 snaps, and 11 of those came versus the Atlanta Falcons. It was more than clear on Sunday night that he deserves more playing time. Joey says, my cat middle linebacker should solve that problem. Barry says, agree, our linebackers not named Micah concerned me against Arizona. And this is a good running game for the Cardinals. And even though the Cowboys defense right now is number one in DVOA, in EPA per play, in just about every efficiency metric that you pick up, the Cowboys are number one. But that changes drastically when you take a look at rush defense only. And they are usually below average or close to average You can run against this Cowboys defense. So that is my one worry about this game. And that brings me to the second question of the show. Will the Cowboys hold the Cardinals 
to over or under 23 and a half. That is your official number in the betting world. If you want to bet on the Cardinals total, you need to pick over under 23 and a half. What would you pick? Do you believe that the Cowboys defense will hold Kyler Murray and company under 23 and a half points? And we're talking about that running game. We're talking about whether or not that center will be enough for the Cardinals to bounce back at least a little bit, not necessarily to win this game. But what do you think? Over, under, 23 and a half points. Under says Ron Reed. Jason Renfro also goes with under. Beryl Killers is under. Randall as well. Uh, Barry says if James Conner plays Sunday, he has been a sneaky good receiver out of the backfield. Really has. Joey says, I say under, like the Chiefs game. And maybe this has a similar tone to it, right? Because we're uh, from the outside or, or people who have not been watching the Cowboys on the, on the Cardinals up close, they might be thinking this is about to be an offensive shootout. But these teams have good defenses. And, and I'm including the Cardinals in this, not only the Cowboys. A lot of people take taking the under. I got to tell you, I, I, I don't know what the pick will be tomorrow because as you guys know, every Thursday night we have betting the Cowboys. We're nine and six for the season. We have won three consecutive weeks. I don't know what the pick will be yet. I am trying not to pick the Cowboys minus five and a half because I am not a fan of that number yet. Right now I'm leaning over on this question specifically. I will say over. I think that the Cardinals can bounce back a little bit in this game. I'm not entirely convinced about it, but I will say over. But I've got the Cowboys uh, as a favorites to win this one. Just a little bit of a spoiler alert ahead of tomorrow night. But I, I think that the Cowboys have a clear path to win this football game. But I believe it will be close. I do expect it to be close. We'll, we'll see what, what will happen uh, tomorrow night on betting the Cowboys because I really don't know. Anyways, yes, I believe the Cowboys will hold them under, says Kenneth. Uh, it's going to be a fun game. It really is going to be a fun game. Anyways, before we move on to one cool thing, let's talk about Defensive Player of the Year because, man, oh, man, has it been a ride for the Cowboys defensive rookie, Michael Parsons. It started off as, hey... He can actually rush the passer. Let's give him the opportunity to do so in week two. Then we started to figure out, oh man, he can really rush the passer. He's kind of a Lawrence Taylor. And the Lawrence Taylor comparisons began when he was playing linebacker and defensive end. And he was being this hybrid player for the Cowboys defense. Then we mentioned, hey, could he be in the conversation for defensive player of the year? And then it was a sure thing. Like Micah is in the conversation to be defensive player of the year. Well, that conversation has continued to continue to evolve. And right now, Micah Parsons is tied at first for defensive player of the year in the betting world. He is the front runner alongside TJ Watt from the Pittsburgh Steelers, who is currently dealing with a ribs injury right away. And watching that Chiefs game from Sunday, it kind of seemed like it is serious but they are both tied at number uh, at number one. And then your third place is Trevon Diggs. And Joey actually is asking in the chat, what about Trevon Diggs though? I, I don't think Diggs is really in this conversation. Like, sure, he's a candidate, but I don't see how he wins it though. 
I really don't see him getting one single vote, to be honest. If he gets one vote, I believe that it is, it is if he ties that record. And he, and he would need to have a lot of interceptions. The, inter- the record is 14. You guys know this. You said 11. So it's looking like it's not going to, to happen. But you never know with Trevon Diggs, of course. But I think that Micah, and we talked about this about two, three weeks ago. We mentioned we had a show in which we compared his stats to TJ Watt's stats and Miles Garrett, and the conclusion was kind of easy. Like, Micah actually deserves this award, and it is more difficult to argue against Micah Parsons than it is to argue for Micah Parsons. Forget about the fact that he's a rookie for a moment. Micah is out there leading the NFL in pressure rate, being one of the leaders in total pressures, even though, even though he doesn't, rush the passer full time the way that he has looked in coverage the way that he has lined up at safety at cornerback he has done a little bit of everything for this Cowboys defense I don't see how he doesn't win it right now I I am pretty confident that Michael Parsons will end up winning defensive player of the year hopefully we're not jinxing it But I, I think he's, it is going to happen. Uh, Joey says, I was about to say that he would need a lot more interceptions and key deflections. Definitely would. It is difficult for a cornerback maybe to win this award. And I don't think that Trevon Diggs is going to get those votes, to be honest. I think it will be between Parsons and between TJ Watt. And maybe you see one or two votes for Aaron Donald because... Some will still argue that Aaron Donald is your best defender in the NFL, which might be true, but we know that these awards don't really work that way. Uh, These awards are more about the storyline too. What happened in this particular season? And I don't see Aaron Donald having the stats to really be a candidate for this award, but maybe he gets one vote or two votes because his name is Aaron Donald and he is so insanely good. (laughs) <laughs> and it would be a well-deserved vote too, by the way. But uh, I, I think that Watt and Micah will be getting most of the of the votes. Chuck says, Micah be getting held on every play and they don't call it. He will break the rookie sack record this weekend. Tommy says, I think if he gets an interception, the award is his. Oh, Micah would put the nail in the coffin for this. If, if Micah gets an interception, for example, versus... Um, When we're playing versus the Cardinals on Sunday, he wakes up in the negative money territory in the betting world. He wouldn't pay plus 200 like he does right now. He would be at minus 300 or something like that. So I agree with that. Uh, people supporting Parsons all the way. Ramin, thank you. He says, this kid knows a lot for being 15 years old. <laughs> And I'm 22, but I always love these uh, age comments. Uh, but thank you, Ramin. Thank you for being on the show. We're here every Sunday through Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central. Thank you for joining us. Uh, a touchdown for Parsons. Randall says, Micah should win. A lot of people are thinking he won't. Micah will win DPOY. But the conversation now is mainstream. Like, national media is talking Micah as the defensive player of the year. And I think that was the thing that Micah was missing. A strong game versus the Cardinals will go a long way to secure that because the Cardinals match up unless it becomes a game with playoff implications. I don't think that it will be flexed to Sunday night or anything like that. 
So it really looks like the Cardinals game is the one in which he will get the most national attention now that there are only two games left in the schedule. Man, it sucks, by the way, that there are only two games left of the, for the regular season. That, that kind of sucks. Burrell says, Mauricio is a vampire. He's really 345 years old. Damn it, Burrell Killer is on to me. But anyways, this brings us to the last portion of the show. What is your one cool thing of the week? And for those of you who are new on primetime, this is just, this can be sports related. This can be non-sports related. You can share something personal. You can share something professional. Whatever you want to share, what is your one cool thing of the week? And I will share mine with you. I'm excited about it. Uh, as you guys know, Christmas was last weekend. So I got myself a gift. But more than a gift, it was sort of an investment in myself. And it will help me provide you with better content as well. Because I enrolled in a course from the QB school, some of you might follow JT O'Sullivan's channel. Really insightful. He's a former NFL quarterback. And he has this course, which is called How to Beat Every Coverage. And well, the title is self-explanatory, of course. But I've been learning a lot from X and O's from this course. And the goal at the end of the day is to be able to be a better student of the game and, a, and have more knowledge in terms of X and O's to share that with you and provide you with better analysis here at ADC Sports. So I've been enjoying it a lot. Uh, it is divided in a lot of coverages, cover one, cover one, uh, two, three, and then it gives you a lot of beaters for that coverage. But the insight that he's able to provide you, that is amazing. And this is not an ad, by the way. This is just me uh, sharing it with you. It, it, it's true. It's truly something special. Mauricio is a boss, Tommy. Thank you to Tommy. I wouldn't be surprised if the dot-com shows start knocking at his door. Hey, thank you to Tommy. Uh, Jason says, Parsons is going to get an interception against the Cardinals. That is Jason's one cool thing of the week. Eduardo, thank you for joining the show. Thank you for supporting uh, ADC Sports. Ron says, I should have a brand new grandson in the morning. Hey, that is one cool thing, Ron. Congratulations. That is truly something. Now, that is one cool thing. For real. Uh, Tommy says, I'm off on Friday and I have a three-day weekend. Those three-day weekends always hit the right spot. And man, perfect weekend as well because you're going to be able to get hyped for that Cardinals game. About to become, ah, uh, very congratulations as well. This is amazing. A first-time homeowner. Oh, man, that's great. Very congratulations. Round of applause. Uh, oh, Oh, man, one cool thing is heavy tonight. <laughs> we have a first-time homeowner. We have a grandson on the way. And now we have Beryl Killer saying one of my daughters got married. So this is, <laughs> man, this is like a heavy one cool thing show. Price is right. Game show 50th anniversary is today. That is cool as well. Uh, Kenneth says, I don't have one. Ah, oh, man. Kenneth, that's a, ah, I hope you're okay, man, and I hope that things get better. For real, don't don't know what to say. Hopefully, uh, we're able to provide you with one hour to uh, 30 minutes sky show in the morning, able to bring you a little bit of a distraction, sending you good vibes, and my thoughts are with you and your family, Kenneth. That's that's a little bit of uh, that something that I didn't expect. 
Happy birthday over here. Says, uh, bro, killer. I think someone, it is my birthday. We have here one cool thing. Chavi says, this kid speaks good English for being from Mexico. Thank you. I appreciate it. I've been learning English since I was in kindergarten, and I think that it has paid off. Got a good look at Joseph. Anyways, guys, thank you for joining the show. Hit the like button. Share the show if you're watching on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. Kenneth, my thoughts are with you and your family. Guys, thank you for joining me. Uh, thank you for choosing to listen to adcsports.com slash Dallas. Make sure you check out adcsports.com slash Dallas, of course, for more Cowboys articles, more Mavericks articles as well. Tomorrow night, we have betting the Cowboys. We have game prediction, the blind recap, and we will have fun predicting this game versus the Cardinals. Just a couple more, one cool thing. Uh, I got two new builds today, says Joey Vela, let's go. Randall says, my one cool thing is I will be getting married next year. Says Randall, congratulations to Randall. Thank you guys. Thank you for joining the show. See you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Central. I'm your primetime host, Mauricio Rodriguez, and I will see you tomorrow night. Let's go.